And here for you is episode 82. After eating, do you ever get the bloat, diarrhea, or even worse, lots and lots of pain? This type of thing is actually pretty common given the Western diet is so far removed from what was intended for our guts. As a result of putting all these things into our stomach, one of the very common problems that can happen is that it can actually start putting tiny, tiny holes, which eventually get bigger, in the stomach lining. And this is known as leaky gut. And in today's episode, we dive into what leaky gut is, how today's guest battled with it, and how she became a nutritionist in the process of completely solving the problem. So, if you have any gut issues and you aren't sure how to fix them, then start right here. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to another show from what is today sunny Melbourne. It's my mission to coach 150 individuals to create the healthy lifestyle that they truly want by December 2020. Now, before we get into talking gut health with today's awesome guest, I want to shout out to my healthy friends that we have out in Switzerland. Hey, guys, what's going on? Thanks so much for being a part of the show. So, last week, the podcast appeared in the Alternative Health Charts in Switzerland. Now, I've never been to Switzerland, but I really, really want to go. So, I'm hoping that the podcast blows up this year so that I can go all the way out to the Swiss Alps and do maybe a presentation or maybe we'll do a podcast from there with a group of amazing people from Switzerland. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate the support and to be, um, please be sure to keep sharing the show amongst your friends out there so that maybe we can see each other really, really soon. (laughs) All right. So today we are jumping into a topic that is a problem for many people and you may not even know that you have this issue. I'm referring to leaky gut and to share some knowledge on this topic I have with me here on the show, Biohacking Brittany, whom was born in South Africa and is currently living in Canada. Brittany became a holistic nutritionist after going on her own healing journey that wound up being 10 years long to cure a handful of health issues, including gut candida, parasites, adrenal fatigue, and leaky gut. And unsurprisingly to any of us on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast, the curative path that she found with all of these issues was found through the natural health modalities and nutritional methodologies. And we're lucky enough to have her here on the show today. So a big warm welcome to the show, Brittany. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. Now, we first connected when you were in New Zealand, right? Yes. So I was in New Zealand last year and I went to Australia as well. Um, And a bit uh, in the year before as well. I was basically traveling for a year before coming back to Canada. Yeah, that sounds awesome. You've been, where have you been in your travels? So for that trip, we did Fiji, New Zealand, Australia, Bali, Singapore, and then back to Canada within about 10 months or so. Sounds amazing. Um, so, before we jump into talking leaky gut, I was, I'm really curious to learn about the epiphanies or the turning points along your own journey that led you down this path. Because I guess most listeners are probably thinking for stuff like this, you know, you go to the doctor, you get an IBS diagnosis, you get a pill, and you go home and deal with it. So, I'm curious what the things were that happened in your journey that sent you down this nutritional or natural path. Yeah, so 
Basically what happened was I started experiencing some symptoms that I couldn't really explain. And I was at, I was in my teen years and I looked at all my friends around me and no one was experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing. So this included things like um, my hair was falling out and getting shorter. Um, I was really moody. I was having trouble with sleep. I was having trouble concentrating in school. Um, and there were just some other things that didn't really add up and I couldn't really understand what was going on. Um, but most of it, like, to be honest, like, at, cause you know, as a teenager, most of it was about physical appearance. And this was before I really knew much about health at all. Um, and so like, as the months went by and my hair was getting shorter and shorter when you're a teenager and your hair is supposed to be like beautiful because you have like robust hormones, I was, I don't know, I just got like really self-conscious. So I ended up going to a doctor, like a conventional doctor in Canada. And they basically, like I went to a few and they basically said that nothing was wrong. So they read, they ran some blood tests um, and everything came back normal. And they're like, no, you're fine. Like it's, it's fine. Like, you you know, you're totally wrong. Like we don't believe you. Uh, we don't you know, listen to us type of thing. Um, and I just knew that they were wrong. Like I just knew that it didn't make sense because if I was normal and my blood tests and everything was coming back normal, then why was I experiencing these symptoms? Yeah. Why was I experiencing things that you should not be experiencing at that age? Um, so I kind of just like took it upon myself to go down my own health journey and figure it out myself and trust my own gut instinct at the time. Yeah, interesting. I think um, it's interesting that you had the confidence to trust your own gut instinct because I think, um, and you might experience this with clients too, that people often feel like they've been given advice that isn't helpful, but they just have no trust in any other system to, to listen to anybody else. So, they have to just go with what they're given. Yeah, totally. And And a lot of people are like that, right? Like before they realize that there's other ways of healing the body, they think that whatever the doctor says is the only way and the do- what what the doctor says must be right and that's a very old school way of thinking i find like the younger generations now are very open to um complementary and alternative medicine yeah but yeah i mean you really have to think for yourself as a patient and or a client you really do have to think for yourself yeah, I could, I could not um, agree more with that. And I think as well, you're right about the, the younger generation being that way. And I think the internet has definitely been instrumental in allowing us to access different perspectives and different truths and different experiences of other people. Yeah, exactly. And social media plays a big role in that. Um, and the internet in general, like you said, like the fact that we can now Google leaky gut instead of I don't know what people did before. Go to a library and look up gut health or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess let's dive into it. What is leaky gut exactly? Yeah. So basically, leaky gut is when there is intestinal impermeability. Um, and basically, what that means is that there are tiny little holes inside your digestive system. And what is happening is the food that you're eating um, and anything you're drinking, anything that basically gets in there is slipping into your bloodstream instead of being properly, properly absorbed by the body. Um, and there's different tests that you can do to figure out if you have this or not. 
but basically, yeah, you're not absorbing your food. It's, you know, tiny, tiny little pieces of it um, are in your bloodstream and causing mayhem in the body. And when you say mayhem, why is the body reacting in that way? Or why is the immune system reacting to these food particles that go into our body? Because they're like, we're, we're meant to absorb these particles, right? Yes. Yeah. So basically, what happens is your body is now faced with these foreign particles that are in your blood and reacts to them, right? Um, which can cause different issues and cause different symptoms for people. And once I, you know, we can talk about how I figured it out, I had leaky gut, but once I figured that out and was able to heal my gut, I was able to decrease the symptoms I was having because not only were the particles no longer slipping into my blood causing inflammation, but I was actually absorbing my food better, which meant I was getting the proteins, the minerals, the nutrients, everything that I needed to create healthy, long, beautiful hair that wasn't falling out. So when I healed my gut, my hair grew back and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, and I, I just thought then as well for the listeners that may not be too familiar with leaky gut or rather have maybe spoken to a medical practitioner about this, that in the literature, leaky gut is referred to as intestinal perme- permeability disease. And a lot of uh, conventional medical doctors kind of roll their eyes at the name leaky gut, but they're interchangeable, really. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not fully accepted yet. But yeah, there's different things that you can call it. And so, how did you figure it out? Because it can be quite difficult to figure out. Yeah. So, after I kind of went to conventional doctors and decided to do something on my own. I started researching things online um, and went to a naturopath for the first time, a naturopathic doctor, and started my journey there. And yeah, we started doing some tests. We did did a hair mineral analysis test. Um, We did, what else did we do? We did, we just did a bunch of other different ones. And she basically walked me through different things that could be impacting the symptoms that I was dealing with. Yeah. Um, but then what really, really changed everything was when I did something called a live blood cell analysis. And this test can indicate if you have leaky gut or not. And it works by basically you have a practitioner uh, prick your finger and underneath a microscope, they take your blood and you examine it, and then it comes onto a computer screen. And your blood is alive for about 25 minutes after it is taken out of your body. And you look at your live cells. It's really cool. And you can see the food particles that have slipped through your blood, or sorry, through your uh, cell lining wall, your gut wall. So you can literally see like the food particles in your bloodstream, as well as like your white blood cells, your red blood cells, uh, hormones, other things that are going on in there. Um, but that's but basically that's the indicator. And so when you see that and you talk to somebody about it, it's like okay, like there's stuff in my blood that should not be there. Like how do we fix this? Um, and that was like such a such a game changer for me when I did that test. And once you did that test. Um... Like, what was the response to that by whoever you were working with? Or were you just sort of managing it through your own expertise? Uh, No, no, I I definitely had help um, because this was before I had any education in health. And 
So she basically told me what was going on. Um, I had a few other things as well. So I had parasites as well in, that was found in my blood. And so we, put, we created a protocol together that included uh, herbal medicine, natural medicine, my nutrition, looking at my lifestyle, um, my stress, my sleep, everything that was going on in my life and how it was impacting me. And yeah, so it was basically kind of like now looking back at it, like my first taste of biohacking without even the word biohacking being around. But we did this holistic approach and oh, like through a couple of years, I was able to really like heal, heal my gut. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Speaking of healing, like which type of nutrition or diet or eating plan like worked for you? And and what is, I guess, the is there any kind of commonalities with the sort of people you work with or diff- or is it different diets for different guts? Yeah, so I'll start with what worked for me in the beginning. So basically since that appointment, um, I started eating paleo and cut out a lot of processed food, a lot of dairy, a lot of um, sugar. I was still drinking alcohol at the time. I don't really drink alcohol anymore. Um, and, and so it was kind of this like ancestral, natural nutrient-based diet. Um, and that like be, that definitely helped. So, but I mean, anytime anybody steps away from eating processed food, you will, it will help. It doesn't matter if you go vegan or carnivore or anything like that. Reducing processed food is like a pillar for nutrition. Oh, totally. Um, so I started doing that and that, and that totally helped. Um, so in terms of other people, yes, like different, different diets do work for different guts and different people. Um, now what I focus more on with myself and, and clients is almost a more... Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called the Western A Price Diet. And this is basically paleo, but it also includes fermented grains and um, fermented dairy or raw dairy. So it's basically even more ancestral than paleo. Um, It talks about like making bread. And if you make bread, it's fermented over three days. So it's very sour if it's a sourdough. And you want to be bringing in fermented food like that because that bacteria helps feed the bacteria in your gut or replenish the bacteria in your gut, which makes you have a healthier gut and reduce the symptoms that you're dealing with. So that's kind of what I'm playing with right now um, and teach other people about. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. 
To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. I'm really curious about that diet and that approach because my understanding is that well we know that you know so uh, like 70 to 75% of the population have the inability to process lactose and dairy and obviously raw and organic makes it a little better but also grains are often very problematic so i find it yeah i'm just really curious to cuz there's lots of other um fermented foods out there sauerkraut kimchi uh you know pickled uh, pickles themselves. There's all sorts of different things that you could have instead of trying to make like inflammatory grains edible, if you know what I mean. Like, what's the logic there? Yeah, I think it's I think it's twofold. So I think it's one would be for people who are are used to eating grains and say more carb heavy um, meals and diets and foods. Um, switching from that to fermented grains helps it be more digestible and also helps you absorb nutrients in the grains better. So it's kind of like a healthier swap. So I think it comes from that perspective. Um, and then the other part would be, and now this is very particular to myself, is for females, um, if you go paleo or keto, low carb like that can tend to cause issues for your hormones and your fertility. And so I've been playing around with bringing more carbs in. Now, of course, I eat like sweet potatoes and carrots and broccoli and get my carbs in through vegetables as well. But I've been playing around with bringing in grains, fermented grains for more carbs in order to help balance my hormones more as well. So I think there's more to it than just um, grains might cause inflammation. I think if you are fermenting them properly and they're organic and and you know they're local and they they, they <laughs> yeah. check all the boxes, I think they can be a part of a healthy diet. And so from there, so like, are are you suggesting that it's like a you know, somebody going from, say, a typical Western diet, like the next step down is sort of, you know, fermented grains, which is like not too far away from eating normal bread per se. And then would you, once they're used to that and their guts are familiar with that, would you then take the next step to, you know, sauerkraut or kimchi and remove the grains entirely? Like, is it a step change progression type thing or is that the logic? I mean, it de- I think it depends on the person. Right. So if you are, yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I, I haven't seen, to be honest, I haven't seen much success with females. I'll talk about females because they're most of my clients are females. Yeah. I haven't seen much success with females fully cutting out grains and carbs in general. It's it, the, for whatever reason, but mostly due to their hormones. So, if you're going from eating, you know, packaged white bread, and then you're going to a sourdough, and then you're going to a organic sourdough that's fermented for three days and bought from your local bakery, and you have that once a day, maybe a few times a week or whatever, and then everything else is vegetables, fruit, seeds, nuts, uh, grass-fed egg or grass-fed eggs, my gosh, grass-fed meat, <laughs> um, pastured eggs, that sort of that sort of thing. 
Um, I think that's okay. And I think, I think that's an appropriate way to do it. You know, we see trouble when people do things too strictly and that's the issue with keto, right? Or even carnivore is like these people just cut out a whole food group and think that they, it can sustain them for the rest of their lives. And it's just not true. Like it just doesn't work like that. People fall off those diets all the time. So I think healthier replacements and bringing them in here and there and having an overall healthy diet long-term is the far better approach. Yeah. And I totally agree. And I I find it's, um, especially for women and carbs, totally familiar with my own clients with that relationship as well. Um, But the, the line that I find is sometimes that I guess practitioners we flirt with is essentially the difference between a gen a general healthy lifestyle change and a genuine therapeutic response and so like totally agree with what you're saying about you know those diets aren't sustainable um you know it's it, these people can't you know have these food groups absent for their entire lives totally agree but also I guess it depends on the individual. How interested are they actually in changing their health? Are they would they prefer to have their pizza once a week because it makes them happy versus if you actually want to have a successful therapeutic response to the condition that you have, be it cancer, be it, you know, whatever, leaky gut, whatever it is, you know, you do actually have to be really strict with your health. And and it's not a fun process, but it's sometimes what is necessary to be thera- get a successful therapeutic outcome. Yeah, exactly. It, it depends on what you're dealing with. It depends on your symptoms. Um, depends on your life stage and what you're able to do as well, right? Like some people are willing to go all in and will switch everything overnight and suddenly buy everything organic and and really want to do it fully, a hundred percent off the get go. And some people they just they don't like going cold turkey like that, right? So it really depends on the client. Um, and that's the thing about nutrition in general is nutrition is personalized. It's not a hey, oh, come meet with me. Oh, here, take this keto diet. Cool, you're done. It's no, let's look at everything about your life and let's make a meal plan or a diet perfect for you that you're actually going to stick to. And it's not going to feel like a diet. It's just going to be part of your life because that's the point that I'm at. And that's the point that I try to get my clients to be at is that they eat a sp- like a specific way for them and they no longer think about it because that's just a part of who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing as well um, is that, you know, there's no point going gangbusters on your gut health if your mental health's going to go down the drain. Because you're not, you know, in social situations, you're no longer enjoying date night or, you know, that Friday night pizza with the family or whatever it is. So, you you might, um, you know, I've heard people that have, you know, uh, been in the gym pretty hardcore and got very, very well sculpted bodies and body composition. They're like, yeah, I look great, but I feel like misery. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you've like heard of the term orthorexia, which is when you just become obsessed. Oh, totally. You become obsessed with your health and every little food that you eat, you have to analyze and think about, is this healthy enough for me? Um, and it's, it's a disease. It's an issue. And I've definitely, definitely not necessarily had it full blown, but definitely been on, on the line for that before in, in my past of becoming too neurotic about the food that I eat. And it's not healthy either. 
Yeah, absolutely. I had uh, a psychologist, food nutrition psychologist, Steph Giorgio. She's been on the show actually a couple of times, but we talked on episode 14 for the listeners um, about orthorexia. And we talked about as well, and maybe you've had some experience with this too, Brittany, um, that the perpetuation of orthorexia is mm. totally exacerbated yeah. by the yes. likes of Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Social media, <laughs> social media on your health is like... I. It's a whole nother episode. I honestly, it's for your men. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so are you, are you able to share any, is there any link or are you able to share anything on the connection between autoimmune issues and disorders and leaky gut? Is there some kind of connection there? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a very new area. Um, a lot, there is quite a bit of research coming out about leaky gut being part of the reason that autoimmune issues are increasing or have been increasing. And so, I mean, the, the research isn't final yet. You can't necessarily say leaky gut causes every single autoimmune disease. Like we can't say that as of right now. Um, but what's interesting is that when you look at autoimmune diseases and there's or issues, there's so many different ones, and you sit down with a holistic practitioner of some sort, most of the time, they'll try and look at the root cause of why that's happening. And oftentimes, the root cause of why that is happening can come from the gut, can come from some sort of gut health issue or symptom or sign or something that's going that's off that's happening in your gut that is causing inflammation in other areas of the body. Yeah. Um, so I mean, when you look at it from that perspective of what is the root cause of you know Hashimoto's or whatever autoimmune disease it is, it's pretty interesting to see how many of them really do tie into gut into the gut. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to the information that comes out in the future mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because, as you say, it is a very new area. It's going to be very interesting, the connection between yeah, gut health, leaky gut, and autoimmune disease. Yes. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'm very interested to see see what happens. Um, so where can everybody find you online? Yeah, great. Um, my website is biohackingbrittany.com. I am biohackingbrittany on all social media. Um, if you want to potentially work together, definitely reach out to me, send me an email, send me a direct message on Instagram. I would love to chat. Um, and yeah, I, most of the time I spend most of like my energy through Instagram. That's where I have, that's where I get all of my clients basically. I also have a podcast though. It's called Biohacking with Brittany. My season two is coming out shortly. So yeah, definitely, definitely check that out. Yeah, awesome. And for all the listeners, I'll put all of Brittany's uh, links in the show notes below. And of course, if you love this episode, take a screenshot, chuck it in your Instagram story or whichever social media platform you like to hang out and tag us both. All our links will be down below. And to wrap up the show, I'd love to ask everybody, what is one piece of health information you wish more people knew about? Oh my gosh, where to start? Um, what, what I would say that I've recently changed is... Um, the importance of sleep. And I think this is so overlooked by people, especially busy people, professional people, um, moms out there, people who are multitask- multitasking all the time. Um, 
sleep, we sleep for one third of our lives. And so to overlook that and not think that it matters is um, just naive at this point. And so sleep, like, I swear, if you can fix your sleep, you can probably fix almost all the symptoms that you're dealing with. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> Thanks mm-hmm. so much, Brittany. I'm really grateful for your time being on the show and hopefully we can tee up another show together soon. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that's okay. We'll catch you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much. And I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.